Well, hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to yet another episode of The Bass Podcast. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see these people, man. It's been a minute since we got to sit down in here. We kind of had front-logged or, or, or back, back-logged. back Back-fronted. We back-fronted. We, we logged we it. front-bottomed. We, <laughs> we logged it. Uh, dude, we've both been everywhere since the last time we talked. Yeah, dude. Uh, dude, how you been? You played some fun shows since. I did. Uh, we played Red Rocks. Yeah. That's the fun show. Which was amazing. We opened for Tyler Childers and S.G. Goodman, and it was, <laughs> and all I got was this shirt. <laughs> no, just uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was everything uh, I hoped it would be. Nice. Um, yeah. No complaints. The weather was insanely good. Like, it was a little uncharacteristically hot that day, and then when the time, when, when the sun went down, our set it was probably seventy degrees. Oh, amazing! And obviously super dry. Um, yeah. My my base was acting fine though. Uh, rented nice. a big old Heritage SVT that you know were were put up right right on the front of the stage when you're the opener of that show. Like we were all on a front line. Like the drums were not behind us. Yeah. Uh, any of that. It's just we were just cramming up in there. And um, yeah, it sounded amazing. I I usually wear earplugs and. It's such a long walk from like the side stage area to the very front, the way we were piled up on there. And mm-hmm. uh, I didn't get my earplugs in in time because, you know, a, a minute difference is the is the difference between like, do we get to play our last song or not? Because yeah. those, those sets are so tight. Um, so I didn't get them in. And then it was the best monitor mix experience i've ever had on a wedge beautiful it was not too loud i left my earplugs out for the rest of the set and uh mostly because that svt like it was almost touching my back uh the way the way it was I so needed close. It in my bones yeah if i've got an svt it's on that's where it sat yeah that's it's where on. it sounds the best too, i'm swimming man. in it <laughs> or bonus points if uh if it's a little farther back behind you, but you're on a on a stage platform that resonates, Ooh, oh, that's so fun! Very dope. Uh, good loud amp, but nice, dude. Anyway, it was amazing. Could have yeah. gone better. Did you uh, carve your name in the rocks? No, but we signed our names. Are you allowed under to the people thing. carve in there? I don't think so. Mm, can't defile it. I mean, it. I guess no one would have stopped us. Disrespectful, <laughs> Carson. There was like <laughs> we were looking through. I mean, there's been you know so many performers there that that are legendary uh and a lot of the signatures and stuff have faded off and then new people have kind of signed over it but like the gorillas and wilco like five times and like peter gabriel Mm -hmm. and stevie nicks and like we're just looking around at the ones we could just see and recognize Uh, yeah man that's fantastic yeah yeah i love it um what all did you fly out there with you just the bass Buddy, we drove. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we drove. Never mind. From Nashville, we played a show at the basement, the regular basement. Um, which the the in Nashville, some of these like, I don't know if you call it a dive bar or not, but like some of these like smaller venues, they will do two shows in a night with separate ticket sales and everything. Mm-hmm. So we played a. 8 p.m. show maybe 9 p.m. show nice. only we we opted to not do we played a little longer and didn't do any openers or anything like that we had some special guests that came out because it was the last night of a residency we were doing um but we played it got off stage packed up 
by 9.30, we were in the van. We drove, I think, a little over four hours to St. Louis. Nice. Crashed for five hours. I was saying, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a quick sleep. Slept for five hours and then went from St. Louis to, to Denver, and that took us, you know, another, what, 14 hours? Maybe more, That's I don't such know. such a haul, dude. Yeah, when you get to Kansas too, in that last spot, you're like driving into the sun as the sun sets, mm-hmm. which was beautiful, but also like hard to to watch the road. Yeah, it's, it's just like ah, it's way better when you're driving into Denver and the sun's coming up. Absolutely, it's so cool, and it's in your rear view. Yep, you can see that's pretty cool. Yeah, so nice. It dude. was great. We played at Cervantes a couple of nights later as like a like a Kentucky on the rocks thing or they call it Appalachia on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Out there in uh, Denver. Yeah. Got to meet Miles Miller. Cool. Um, you drink drink a course? I didn't drink a course. Because the rocks, I get it. Right? Yeah. Is that the joke? They're from out there, yeah. Okay. Cool. I didn't know. Yeah. You know. I'm gonna stop in uh, Golden where Coors is. <laughs> Super fun. Uh Miles Miller is like he's doing solo stuff now, but he was always Sturgill Simpson's drummer. Oh, cool! Um, and so I've been a fan of him for years. And Kelsey Walden and John R. Miller is insane. If y'all like that kind of music, like he's yeah. he's one of my f- absolute absolute favorites. So really stacked lineup. Wayne Graham was there, and Logan mm-hmm. Halstead and Tommy Prine. Uh, anyway, it was a great In that show. circle. That's like a good. That chunk is like of the. the yeah, the gold standard. Of, uh, yeah, I don't of know if you guys are folks. in that that corner of yeah. country and I guess Americana, but yeah, that's like it's the about list. time for y'all to get hip to it too. That's the list. <laughs> that's the, yeah, yeah that's half the list, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> nice man. Very yeah. cool. So it was it was really good. What what were you doing? You had a ton man, of stuff too. I did, but then it, I've been like off the road for the last couple weeks. Nice Just doing town stuff, nice. which is. It's been fun to get to do again. Yeah. You know, just like the show up, no set list. He's just calling them. He'll be like, you know this one? I'll be like, no, but we're (laughs) going to do it. Dude, I love it. And uh, that's been fun because I've been like bringing my full rig. Nice. So I've been bringing like, I've got this interesting Laney uh, stack deal. So on top it's a four tens and then on bottom it's just a big uh, 15. And I stack them together, and they're sounds super good, dude. They're awesome, and I yeah. I have that Laney head. It's like a thousand watt. Um, it's a Laney Nexus. It was like a, it was like they kind of marketed it for like studio live, thing, which seems like what Laney's doing. Period. They just came out with a new cab that's the same thing, where it's like studio live, and there's actually a switch in the back where you can tell it how much or little of the head unit you want it to pass through before it hits the direct out, which mm. is super cool. Um, so, I mean, you can completely bypass EQs and, and everything. Cool. Like, it'll just send it. Like, you can make it send a signal. So, mm-hmm. super cool. And there's, like, fun, like, I don't know, just different things. But it is a tube head. So, I've been playing that. But then I've been running my Arkham. I'll give the house uh, out of my tube preamp on my board. And I hit my HX uh, and get a little drive out of it and send it over to the yes. amp. Dude, and I set it up on on the stage. And I was like, hey, if I'm, like you know, blowing you guys out of the water. Just let me know. I'll turn it down. And they were like, honestly, I think if you just turned it up 25% more, we'll be closer. And I was like, all right. I love it. Very cool. (laughs) So here's the ticket. (laughs) I cranked it, man. It was great. So that's been fun. But before that, I think we were in, 
I don't know that we've even been doing opening bills. We did like a some acoustic stuff mm-hmm. that I've got to take out my. Uh, I've got dude my favorite acoustic. I finally like I you know how like you finally buy like the dream one yeah the end all be all I got a J forty five and it's yeah. gonna it's gonna ride with me till the end and it'll uh, it'll go in the wheel dude I love it so much awesome. uh, been throwing around some different strings on it uh, I feel like acoustic strings are the most testy for me uh, but throwing some different strings the testy strings the testy strings bass strings I'm like love it I got the labellas on my thing I like you know I've got my thing and then. With acoustic, I'm like, mm, let me try the the Darius. Let me try the Ernie Balls. Let me try the uh, Elixirs. You know, everybody swears by the Elixirs, but I'm like, I it's don't know. I'm in and out thing. of it. I'm in and out of it. I enjoy the Elixirs. Uh, uh, I just saw these like Ernie Ball Paradigm. I think they're they're their higher end strings that I've I'm gonna throw on. Um, we'll see. I'm interested in it. Yeah. So acoustic strings. If you got suggestions, throw them my way. This is a good caveat. Uh, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. Um, I was looking, I love flat wounds, uh, but they just do not cut it live for me usually. Sometimes, yeah. In in my experience or or for how I like to sound, um, especially since my band is, it's country, but it's also, it's rock too. It's like Bruce Springsteen made country. (laughs) That's such a compliment. I mean, it is. Dude, I was listening Uh, to that uh, Sleepwalker by the Killers on uh, the way in. Hey, Sleepwalker. And it's like her melodies and vibes. Like, it's It's very like Killers, Bruce Springsteen, Bleachers mixed with like uh, Roots. It's cool. Actually, not to derail your derail, but uh, the artist you play for just put out a record. So everybody needs to listen to that. Abby Hamilton's new record. We'll come back to it. Okay. Talk about your uh, new strings. (laughs) Well, I just. I've always done Ernie Ball Cobalts. I liked how like articulate they were. Um, yeah, but I was just something Cobalts on everything. Sorry to everything. interrupt. Well, no, on the Yamaha on on my like main yes. instrument okay. that I take to a gig. Cool. So whenever that instrument changes, that would always have Ernie Ball Cobalts. Cool. And I'd still probably say that's maybe my favorite round wound, but I've been just buying them for so long that. I'm kind of out of the game, you know, because it's just like I found my thing, great, yeah, one less thing to worry about. But I, I kept looking, like I wanted to do more flat wounds because Abby's stuff was recorded on flat wounds um, for Justin Craig, uh, her her co-writer. He played bass on a bunch of the songs. Zach Hamilton played bass on one of the songs. I played bass on three or four of the songs. Um, so I guess mine were dead cobalts when I was recording. By the way, that came out or we recorded that three years ago. So it's been freaking forever. Hard to remember some of it. I just plugged into my Apollo because I got COVID that day. Literally the day I was going to studio. Mm. I know I, I, anyway, all that to say, I want to match more and more tonally what is on the records and how they mix it and stuff. And so flat wounds are that it's still me because I'm still playing like a five string and reinterpreting stuff a little bit, but I wanted that sound. And so I was looking, I've always been curious about half rounds, but it just, I, I don't know. Uh, all I have is to read, you know, talk base and listen to YouTube mm. stuff. And it's not we always that, that works the right picture of it. Um, but I like the Ernie ball so much and I don't want to have my base set up again. Cause my base is set up mm. for what Ernie ball does at the ball ends and tension and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
so I just looked and I was like, okay, Ernie Ball has a flat round, and then I was looking more into it, and it's like they make a flat round that's made to sound and feel like round wounds, like slinkies, and not have high tension, mm-hmm. but have pretty low tension, which I've always said I like a higher tension flat wound. And so this was the exact opposite of that, but I just saw the opportunity and put them on. And these are the best strings I've ever played for me. So you're loving at it. least in this period of time in my career. Like Dang. when I show up with the Labellas, uh, with the old school deep talking Labellas live, I feel like I'm I'm I almost fit in the mix too well. Like it's a little too mm-hmm. muddy, whatever. But I love recording with those labellas mm-hmm. um for the flat wound thing because if someone wants the round wound thing i still just bring th- my yamaha with with these ernie balls on and it sounds mm-hmm. like i i took them to places a lot of times we're using in-ears or using amps and then i'd ask front of house engineers that have mixed me a lot of times before like hey did you notice anything different how's my tone whatever and none of them could tell Part of that is because I have a really high action, and when I'm playing on round wounds, it's not very clicky and all that already. I'm really anal about that. But for me, already being anal about that kind of thing, putting these flat ones on it let me loosen up a little bit because not every like subtle movement is coming through the PA. Um, and now, you know, as I hunt for a second Yamaha BB5000, like I could have one that's round wounds and one that's these Ernie Ball Cobalt flats. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like, I'm I'm completely over the moon about them. Dude, that's very so, cool. I got to hear them. I haven't heard them yet. So I've yeah. heard, obviously, the rave reviews, but. Dude, it's, yeah. it's really good. The sustain is really great on them, too. I was worried because flat wounds are a little doom. You know, sometimes yeah, they can be sustained was so good. Um, and I love the labellas on like my hollow body um, that has that almost McCartney type mm. feel to it. These don't do that. Um, but these I can show up at any gig like I would around wound and not get chewed out if it wasn't the right thing yeah. or whatever. So, man, I'm into them. I'm into them. Dude, I've been keeping the flats. I've got the labellas on my P base still. Yeah, and I've been riding awesome. them out yeah it's been all right especially with the way that it kind of combines with like a tube i feel like is close to the sound i'm like yeah. i really do like i think i like playing them 20 percent less than i like playing like the actual pretty feel. high tension it's like uh, or it's like a yeah i don't know something like that i just I, I enjoy it less than a round round but i've been playing them like i said in these like uh like bar gigs that have been doing these like you know 10 to twos and it's been working but to be noted, my amp has this function on it, and obviously the majority of what I'm hearing is coming from my amp, mm-hmm. which hits my preamp and hits everything. But my amp has this one function that Laney puts on it, and I've, I don't think I've ever seen anybody else put this on an amp. They call it tilt, and it is just a seesaw EQ. So if you show up in a room and you're like, these are my settings, but it's too boomy, you can roll towards the high end and it just takes the whole eq and just slants it that's it's like a room correction yes that's That's exactly what it is so you can leave your settings the way you do it and it's just the one and it's Mm -hmm. phenomenal Mm -hmm. it's kind of genius on a a great on a bass amp that's putting out into the room and the room is hearing that bass amp Mm -hmm. which you know some of the bars yes some of the bars no but dude 
I've been loving it, especially when yeah. I'm when I'm digging in with a pick on these flats and on the P base. I'm into it. Like I yeah. I think it's actually doing what I want. Like this guy, one of the guys I was playing with was doing like a lot of this 90s like rock stuff, which I just love. And I was playing some of these, like a lot of the Stone Temple Pilots bass lines are pretty moving. Like the mm -hmm. plush bass line moves, the Interstate Love Song bass line really moves. And it was nailing it. Nice. Like the pick was, it was awesome. Super fun, had a great time. But yeah. that just all makes me think, maybe I need to try these Ernie Balls on there. Dude, See what happens. It, it I I certainly make it a play. Like it's, they're fantastic to me. They're fantastic. Dude, that's a big plug. They've yeah. paid us zero dollars. No. By the way, Ernie uh, Ball has paid us zero dollars. I good. People. I mean, bass strings are expensive these days. You know, so uh, and it's not like these are uncared. Like these fall right in line with everything else. But I threw these on my bass, and I was playing through it, and I was sitting here like freaking out in the studio, in my studio, and then I was like, okay. Well, I've got three gigs before I like commit that I'm I love this string. I did all three of those. Uh, I did all three of those gigs, and then <laughs> as as I'm at the last gig, I bought like three more pairs on Amazon. So that says He's a committed. Lot. Yeah, <laughs> that says a lot because strings ain't cheap. It's I'll hard say, out here. That's a that's that's more than a double down. That's a triple down. Yeah. Yeah, so so let me ask you this: uh, Have have they gotten more dead, or do you think they're like really holding up? They have they have deadened a little bit. Like Did I you enjoy that. Yes and no. I, th I I think they break in like any other round wound. Cool. Um, which it, you know, if I'm at a place where I can afford to change my strings every two months, three months, probably two months. Um, I, I'd always have that really nice kind of articulate mm, whatever. Crispy. But with that being said, like everything for my band that I'm about, you know, we leave for tour on Friday. Um, everything with my band was recorded on dead, 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 dead flat wounds. Yeah, but you're so able to this band. I don't have to. You're able when you're recording as dead as you want. Mm -hmm. There's so much correction that can be applied to make that the right sound still set in the mix. And live, I just feel like we're not in a spot to do that. I feel like, all right. I just feel like, I mean, it's so much out of your hands at that. I like point. to cut through a little bit more live when yeah. I can. Um, I, that could also be done with EQ, but I also I don't have the API on my board right now. I'm actually thinking about putting it back on to maybe correct. You know, I really like where they have the mid i think it's at like 440 but if you like mid up a little bit and then just a little bass boost it's also like a cuts the mud a little bit the way those two interact anyway mm -hmm. uh i just i have always liked that eq we gave it we gave it a good review mm -hmm. a couple thumbs up so um cool man yeah i i like that but i do i don't know like when i put these strings on and i'm like I want to use this on everything and I like how it's bright, but not like finger noisy, mm -hmm. whatever. It's yeah, just like cool. cool in the best way. So dude, love it. Um, I'm, I'm all about it. Well, uh, if you've made it to this point and you just sat through string talk, I mean, yeah. you're a bass guy right. or girl. What up? <laughs> yeah. We got the real ones with us now. Yeah. Welcome. Dude, that's so fun. Well, I mean, honestly, it's such a small thing that makes a big difference in your comfort that, Man, it's been so huge. It's just, weirdly large. Yeah, it's just like, may, and and a lot of people won't notice, but 
how a string reacts, the tension, the bounce, the whatever, like it changes your whole mindset. It's just, you know, I don't know about you guys either, but if I'm having a bad day and I bring like a negative headspace into a performance, I don't play as well. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's just another, you just have to manage everything, your emotions, how it feels, how your bait, you know, or like you go out to play and it's a hot day and you're outside and the neck gets mm-hmm. real gummy and stuff. Uh, and like feel matters. Dude, feel matters a lot. Yeah. You have I, an instrument that inspires you or doesn't. Yeah, dude. A lot of our gigs, uh, I won't, so I'll, I'll be like, you know, running a couple cables and won't have time to like go wash my hands and I'm super. You wash your hands before you play? I want to. Uh, Sometimes I just don't have the chance, especially uh-huh. for playing, you know, I always say this, but like a middle of a field or a county fair or something. There's just few ways to make that happen, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I'll be, you know, it's just gunked and you go into it just like, oh man, it, you just feel bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the more I can minimize that, the better. I did start bringing, we did, one of our Tyler shows was like half raining and so everything was kind of gummy when we go on. It wasn't raining really when we played. It's kind of humid because of it. Yeah, and it we had like a you know, uh, like a roof type thing over us, so we weren't getting wet, wet. But everything was just gummy. And I just remember that I used to use, uh, I think it's by GHS, GHS Fast Fret. You can get it at Guitar Center. It's like a little slicky thing oh, yeah, you put over yeah. it. Um, so I carry that with me too for those days. Now, like I, I, I don't use it. I don't use it unless I'm feeling like, man, something's really off. It's not stuff it and working like I expect it to. Just run that stuff up it, and then I'm like, great. I've seen it over the years. I've never given it a shot. I feel so. like it's just like practically like alcohol. I don't know though. Yeah, I don't. I guess alcohol wouldn't really like lube up the strings, yeah. but it says it cleans the strings too. And I don't know if I believe that or not. Like it might, I, it might cut finger I don't, oil off of it. Yeah, like I don't care. I just know that it feels good that's the thing with my p bays i'm like flatter the better like the dead of the better yeah yeah i'm just it's cool like i don't mind the gunk it's just a feel thing in my experience people have just more and more and more gone towards what makes the bass fit well in the mix and makes it just sit better Mm -hmm. and they're there's a lot of overtones and high end and stuff Mm -hmm. that they're just gonna cut out Unless it's immediately without even hearing it. Yeah, unless it's like a classic rock thing where the dude was always using round wounds, whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times though they would be using the amps that are super overdriven anyway. Like, yeah, they'd have a DI too to mix with it. And so maybe they leave some top end there. But the common thing, you know, I did a studio session last week, uh three we did three days at uh Mountain Recording Mountain Arts Recording Center. Mountain Art Center recording. That's what it is. The Mac. Okay. Um, the Mac. Really, really great studio. Like two ISO booths, big live room, uh, separate mixing room. You know, I haven't been in a legit, legit studio in a minute to to record. So I was, you know, super happy. So I brought my B15. We mic'd it up with the United Audio FET 47 that I have. And uh, it, all that to say, he literally told me before we start, I had my Noble as my DI signal, just went straight into the Noble, and then went into the B15. And so he's like, hey, I'm t- all your high end's going to be the B15. Like, make sure you're happy with that. Mm-hmm. All your low end's going to be the DI. And that is increasingly common, where yep. they're just like, I want the low end extension of the DI. 
all the flavor from the amp I can get. And he probably like sums it to a bus in his DAW and then overdrives it again. Yeah. And that's it, it most likely it's cutting a lot of it's adding harmonics, but he's also darkening it and cutting stuff he doesn't need. So you know, flat wounds get you a little closer there for for that feel in these genres. And like the pop stuff right now, where it's like super computery, super samply, whatever. A lot of times, those people, when they bring in real instruments, want them dirty, crazy, whatever, because they're used to grabbing a software synth or mm-hmm. fake bass, whatever. Like they can, they can get the clean stuff. They can't get the super character stuff. Totally. So, I don't know. That's my that's my soapbox about it right now. No, cool. Um, always subject to change, but man. I like a good flat wound. I like a round wound for for slapping and stuff. I'm selling this other Yamaha that we do a lot of our slap stuff on. Um, so eventually, I'll have to get another round wound bass. But right now, like I just don't, I don't need it. I'm shopping for one right now. Yeah, and I'm still leaning Music Man. Oh man, love a Music Man. I love. It's it. just got something. I love. Like it. that's a bass I I personally. No, I should back up. Because uh, I was going to say, that's a bass I would never flow, throw flat wounds on. But the 80s, like Pinot Palladino mm. flat wound with a little chorus. Yeah, dude. That is a tone. Such a vibe. It's, such, a it's specific, but it's such a vibe. Yeah. Super I would cool. love to have flat, fretless music made with flats. And then like an aggressive five string music made with rounds. I'm even thinking four string music, man, dude. I mean. It, I'm switching of off of it. I think I just like tuning down. Yeah, and those new ones are really light. This sounds like an ad, and it's not an no, ad. No, <laughs> like they're just really I wish it was. Cool. I yeah. love Ernie Ball. Yeah. Love the Music Man stuff. It's not. I'm just interested. I mean, it's either that or I'll just pick up another P bass. And I'll probably yeah. do that either way. So right, I just right. feel like I'm going to collect P basses forever. Heck yeah. And that's that's just fun. I love some of the... They've got a green color right now mm-hmm. that I really like. And then they've got like another... I don't even know how to describe it. It's like... Uh, it's like half muted, almost like heading, like green headed to pastel. Kind of like a... Interesting. I've, I don't know how to describe it, but there's this green color I've seen like floating around and I'm into it. But dude, Music Man, all right, y'all go with me here. They've got one called Pueblo Pink and it's like this super light pink uh-huh. and it's like headstock paint matched. Is it like shell pink almost? Or? Yeah, it's a little... I love it's that. It's a little paler than shell pink it's not it's not like a brilliant color uh, right 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 it's super like i don't know it's it's a vibe i'm i oh, might yeah, i yeah. might just go for it it's i i want a pink base too dang it man if i get it first <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, dude well that's uh that's the thought for me i love the old car colored instruments I mean, I got the seafoam. I got a seafoam green telly. The, like, I love it. The what's there's like a Daphne blue or whatever. Love Daphne blue, and then like the shell pink. All the that whole what is it? Fifties, sixties. Uh, like, Stingray's got a buttercream right now mm, that I think is also a great get that buttercream. Stop, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I think it's really nice. Some of their bursts honestly lose me. I, I am not a burst guy, but if I'm going to do a burst, it's got to be like OG. Yeah. Really have, like classic. Like on a Les Paul, a burst makes a ton of sense. Oh, it's But dope. not yeah. the weird ones that are like blue to black. 
It completely yeah, loses I never liked, me. There's a lot of like modulus and other yeah. birds where I'm like, ah, that's not my thing. That's fine. Um, yeah. They do a freaking cool black sparkle. Uh, Ernie Ball. I need to check that out. Dude, I've, I've always, I, I saw, that's the one that like, you know, I'm 15, I see in the guitar store, I look at the top, so they, you know, it's, it's out of your reach to get, and it's ex- expensive, more than I can I can afford cutting lawns as a 15-year-old or whatever, and it's like Black Sparkle, and I'm like, man. Dude, that's funny that you remember like a moment of seeing a bass on a, on a <laughs> yeah. shelf that you didn't buy, because I saw Thunderbird. Yeah. And I didn't buy it, and I told myself, I'm going to go back next week, and if it's there, I'm walking out with it. And then went back and it was gone. Mm. And Thunderbird was, flew away, man. <laughs> we out. Freezer bird. <laughs> Freezer Dude, bird. Ah, I should have bought it. Yeah. You can always return it. I should. This is bad advice. I should have bought it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like know. Ernie Ball for some reason. The the Stingrays were like the only really nice bases our guitar center would keep, mm-hmm. which was annoying. But they also you're like, wow. They show up every once in a while, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see about it. Dude, a ripper came up on mm. one of the apps, Facebook or Reverb or something. And I was like, "Those are cool." I'm afraid of them, but Gibson basses scratch an itch for me yeah. that I, I, I need. Like I, I need a Gibson bass. Yeah, and there's so many good options. I think those are thinner than you'd think too. Uh, which is really cool. Maybe. The Grabber and the Ripper, I think yeah, they're like dude. not that thick. Dude, I'd play either. Those I'd things say. are money. Those SG basses, sweet. And I've been talking about those Ibanez ATK basses. That's another thing, man. People got to get on that. Like all these different semi-niche body styles. Dude, I, like, that Fender Katana still sitting on Fender reverb. Katana. It's, do, you, do you guys know what this is? Oh, dude. Look up Fender Katana. It's awesome. It's still, like I liked it. Probably a year and a half ago, and I sent it to Carson. He was like, oh, I don't know. You had some reason you didn't <laughs> like it. So oh, I don't know, man. And I was like, and they wanted like too much. They've dropped it by like six, seven hundred bucks now, and it's still liked and sitting there. And I'm like, this might be a sign from Jesus that I need to maybe throw in an offer on it. Mm. I don't know, dude. Always throw Those in that low ball, sweet. just see what happens. <sighs> yeah. I apologize if I've ever. <laughs> Uh, if you've sold me anything on reverb or really anything else, like I, I'm in problem. it, I'm in it to play the game. So no, I like playing the game. My favorite thing when you're selling something is when somebody hits you with like, "What's the lowest you'll take?" And you're like, "I'm not in a bidding war with myself, yeah, sir." The price listed yeah. actually. <laughs> That's what's the lowest. You, if if someone comes out of the gate with what's the lowest you'll take. I will almost ignore you or just like, just, just waste your time. Price just went point. up actually. Cause I you think you're wasting it. my time. <laughs> yeah, you dude. don't know how this works, sir. I, uh, what's I the lowest you'll take, man. I'd be really bummed if I took $10 for this. And then he's like, all right, can you meet tomorrow? And I'm, man, I guess I'm really bummed that no, yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> what a scam, dude. We've created a monster online. <laughs> absolutely. Dude. Hi, is this available? I'm not answering that one either. Any of that AI Facebook crap? Like, hello, is this available? And then you could click back, yes, it is available. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Gosh. 
Maybe. I don't care that you have a five dollar bread machine that I want. Like I don't bread machine. <laughs> you're you're really out there shopping. I <laughs> yeah, bet you're. I bet you're is, suggested dude. on Facebook Marketplace is chaos. Right now it's all organs because I got a oh, I got a Hammond B three through a wild uh, uh, series of events, and it is amazing amazing it is everything you'd want out of a hammond b3 and leslie and this studio's walls are closing in on me it is just rapidly you guys don't see what's near the camera but like there's keyboards everywhere right now there's a drum set it it's it's getting to be a lot on in here something's gonna have to happen i need to win the lottery and get another place to to put all this crap Storage oh, unit. Storage unit, yeah. Dude. I would love to own a storage unit. Would seems, you ever own a storage unit? Seems like a good business model considering they're popping up everywhere constantly always. Americans, they're clearly man. lucrative. Yeah. We got to have our stuff. Got to store it. Got to store our stuff. These old couches, dude. <laughs> the garage fridge. Got to put that yeah. somewhere. You got any good dad, dad closet finds lately? Dude, I found this random band. Sometimes when, like, I mean, I do a lot of this, like, thrifting and going to the Goodwills or whatever. I uh, I was, like, scanning through, and I saw this tag, and it was, like, this really cool old, like, size tag on it. So I pulled it out. I never heard of this band, but the, the shirt is really cool. It's this band called The Wedding Present. Okay. It's, a like, a 90s British band. Started listening to some of it. I was like, this is pretty cool. So I just grabbed it. Happens a lot, because you can tell something is... You know, you I can yeah. r- relatively date it. It kind of led me down a cool little uh, rabbit hole. I, I think I've sold some other fun stuff that's like bands, and I bought, I you know I buy like country tees all the time. I love sure. like nineties. Oh, found a ninety one David Allen Co. Okay, dude, yeah, very very cool, super old t shirt, fun. I think it's like a the weirdest dimension of a shirt. It's like the width of a medium, but the length of a three X. I don't know what's <laughs> going on with the shirt, but. Somebody can cut it and have a good time. But, dude, yeah, no, I, just hanging around. There was a left-handed acoustic in Goodwill last night as I was walking on. I saw it. I was like, and they wanted like $200. It was like a Dean, a oh, blue Dean. No. So I left it. But one day I'll come up with a cool music find other than I bought that. I don't know if you remember a while ago. I bought an oboe and a clarinet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you sell those? I did. Both of them? <laughs> nice. I did. Yeah, man. Super funny. But, well, dude, I say we get out of here here in a second. But uh, music-wise, let me throw this one at you. Here's my recommendation to everybody. Uh, a lot of music that I grew up with, I've been like, you know, listening to it. And you just, you kind of miss the understated parts. And for a lot of my life, like, I obviously love, like, rock and roll guitar. Yeah. And I always love these bands like Dude Warrant and like Rat and these like fun metal bands from the 80s. And I love all that Molly Cruz stuff. And dude, I just really never listen to the bass lines. So I've been mm. going back and listening, not to lump Van Halen into this, but a lot of these bass lines of Van Halen songs are phenomenal. And maybe they're not like crazy, but they're so perfect and the way I like to think of it is pointed and intentional. Totally. Dude, listen to some of that stuff, man. Uh, the biggest, and this is not hair metal at all, but the biggest thing I've been fascinated with in the last like two or three weeks, dude, is ACDC bass lines. Okay. All Com- right. 
I would say that might be the most overshadowed yeah. like corner of rock and roll is just like when there's this monster of a guitar player. Yes. Serving. But there's such a monster guitar player that the band is about. And then Brian Johnson, just crazy vocalist. Bon Scott, crazy vocals. And then behind that is what I would, in my mind, is such a simple but just steamroller rhythm section. Mm. Dude, it's perfect. I forget the guy's name even, and y'all forgive me for this, but he's actually on Music Man now. Oh, cool. And honestly, some of his tone isn't even that great. But the lines, he'll do this. He'll be like, I'm going to hold down this A for a long, long time. And then they'll go to like a bridge or a solo section, and he and Malcolm will switch to like riff rock. And all of a sudden, there's this monster release. And I'm like, these guys came up with a a thing, a formula. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. Go back, listen to some of these bass lines, dude. They are awesome. Nice. Super cool. And I, I'm really into like the better portion of the ACDC mm. uh, discography. It's all over the place, dude. It's so cool. That's my rec to you. That's my rec to everybody. All right. ACDC baseline. Super fun. Yeah. Even when they're not crazy, they are just perfect. So there's my reg. You got a reg you want to throw or you want to just get out of here? Oh, I'm good to get out of here. Uh, listen to Abby's. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to leave. <laughs> listen to Abby's record. Uh, Abby Hamilton, number one zookeeper of Dude. the San Diego Zoo. Come see us on tour. Yeah, it's fantastic. This probably isn't coming out before I've left. But I can make we're it. Doing like <laughs> we can make it come yeah, out. We're doing uh, uh, Boston, New York, Philly, mm. DC, uh, twice in Denver, Toronto, uh, Seattle. Some other stuff. Who knows? Uh, there's a big poster with it all on. But, you know, if you're kind of in that north area of the country and then west a little to Denver, mm-hmm. we're touring with a band called Deer Tick. Very cool. They're great. Uh, a bunch of them are sold out. So go go look. Go get those ticks. Get them ticks. Well, yeah. Let me know if you come. If you're coming, send us a DM. Yeah. Like, let me know. That's a greater plug yeah. we should put. If you ever just like see us or yeah. you know end up at a show that we're at please say hey yeah we like, go to shows all the time and we play shows all the time we would love to meet some of y'all yeah if you're a podcast listener video watcher like say hey we would love that. we'll let you know when to stop saying hey if this gets taylor swift big but you uh, know that'll never happen we just talked about bass strings for 20 minutes so i don't think it <laughs> we're will weed, we're weeding them out it's not for the masses <laughs> we're okay with that well yeah. thanks for stopping by see ya peace